The following program contains graphic scenes that may be disturbing to some. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you for joining me. Tonight, my voice drifts to you out of the flooded abysses of the world, where sleep wanders fitfully in the night, too afraid to dream. There is one who sleeps here, sleeps here forever. What dreams have come to them, I do not know. But this, dear listener, is no dream. I I'm the host, and this is the Distant Silence Radio Hour. Tonight's stories must be told in a timely fashion, for who knows how much time you have left. Enough for these tales, I hope. From the nooks and crevices of history, the dark corners of remembrance, and borrowed from the library of tomorrow's dark secrets, are the humble stories I present to you tonight. What you are about to hear has all truly happened, and you will be lucky enough to witness. The events of tonight will change some, kill more, and undo others. What will it do to you? There is only one way to find out. Childhood is a bastion, dear listeners, until one gets lost in it. How much of what really happened during your younger years do you truly remember? Your burgeoning days are thick with the mist of uncertainty. Is what you recall really what occurred? Memory is a labyrinth, a puzzle, a maze. Even the most veteran explorer will get lost within it. Those confines have no map, no atlas, no guide to rescue their wanderers. Your only hope of escape is the hand of another to pull you out of the deep reverie. And yet, even as you leave the bounds of memory's labyrinth, something follows you. In the real world, your freedom is absolute. The walls of a maze cannot imprison you once beyond them. But the mind is not so simple a place, for the dark corners of remembrance and the dead ends of conscience linger, the monsters hidden within them lumbering out of the shadows into the stark light of day, courtesy of the breadcrumbs you, dear listener, have given them. Go, quickly, sweep the trail clean, banish the remnants of your ghosts. There is still time for you but not for these two. There's another one. How many is that now? Six, I think. 
How many people die out in the middle of a bunch of fields to build this many cemeteries? Beware, the children of the corn. And you still think we're going to find one? Uh, children of the corn? <laughs> a corn maze. All the ones I've seen so far have been closed. It's October. There's gotta be one open around here somewhere. Or not. I told you not a lot of people go to these things anymore. They still have them in my hometown. <laughs> Which is the poster child for the Midwest. You like Lindsberg? I guess. Taylor, you could have said something before I dragged you to see my folks. I said I liked it. Have you thought any more about it? What? Oh, no, I haven't. I thought we'd agreed we'd talk about that after the trip. Why can't we talk about it now? Do you want me to move in? Yeah, but- <sighs> There's always a but. Okay, you wanna know what it is? It's this. This whole thing where you always have to comment about everything. I'm sorry, is it so bad that I wanna talk about stuff like this? When you can't understand that I don't, yeah. <sighs> you are such a terrible communicator. I need time to think. That's not bad communication. Why would you need to think about this? Do you want me to move in with you or not? It's not a hard question. You always have to pick everything apart. Have you thought that maybe I don't want where I live scrutinized like that? I don't want to have to feel like every part of my life is going to be given a scorecard. I'm... I don't do that. You do. Listen, Jacob. If you don't- Wait, wait! Up, up ahead! That's a corn maze? I think so. It says it's open. There's no one in the ticket booth. Unless you count the Halloween skeleton in the corner. Be back in ten. Ten years? That skeleton must be the owner. There aren't even any other cars here. What are you doing? We've been driving around for almost two hours. I, I don't think we're going to find another one. Look, it even has two entrances. We could both explore our, our own little mini mazes. It doesn't even look that big. Alright. I'll take the one on the right. Last one to the finish pays for gas. Oh. oh, I forgot how nice it was out here. All the places outside the city. Quiet places. Ugh. Who am I kidding? This place is creepy. Jacob? Jacob! This place must be bigger than it looks. Jacob? Jacob! Hey, Jacob! Jacob, are you out there? Hello? Hello? Is someone there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, where are you? I... I don't know. When did you come in? In? You mean to the maze? Um... I don't know. 
maybe 10 minutes ago. Where are you? What day is it? What? The date. Um, Saturday? No, no, no. The date. What's the date? October 24th. October? That's... That's not possible. It can't have been that long. Are you okay? What's your name? It's... No. No. I... I have to go. Wherever you are. Backtrack. Leave. Whatever you have to do to get... Hello? Corn dude, are you out there? Hello? That's it. I'm just gonna go wait back at the truck. Screw this place. They're fun, he insisted. Fun my ass. Does anyone ever have good memories from doing these things? No, of course not. All they do is scare kids with abandonment issues. What idiot looked at a cornfield and was like, yeah, I bet getting lost in that would be a real good time. Nobody, that's who. A bunch of drunken rednecks out making crop circles getting high off of who knows what. Why couldn't we do something normal? We had two weeks. And he drags me out to see his family in Lindsborg. I mean, they're fine. A little beware of the outsider, perhaps, but so is everyone from a small town. I should talk. A life in northern Tennessee, and you see some weird people. Not bad. Just weird. Hell, I'm the one out in the middle of some godforsaken corn maze wandering around talking to myself. Whoa. Uh, hello? Someone there? Hello? Did anyone hear me? Jacob? Who's out there? Jacob! It's me! Who is that? Jacob! Can you hear me? Jacob! Jacob! Jacob, are you out there? Can you hear me? Where are you? Can you hear my voice? Uh! Uh. What the hell was a pumpkin? Hmm. It's covered in names. Oh wait, no. Just one. Matthew. Who took the time to cover an entire pumpkin in a single word like this? <laughs> oh. A scarecrow. Well, you're not doing a very good job without your head. Is that what this is? <sighs> there you go. Hey look, another one. Oh, there are so many. Why would a farmer need... What the... 
That one's holding something. A wallet? <laughs> Let's see. Bus tickets, some cash, driver's license. Ah, here we go. A Mr. There's someone there. Hello? Anyone? Hello? Mr. Cornmaze guy? You! Are you alright? Fine. I told you to run. What are you doing here? Alright. Calm down. There isn't time for calm! Get out while you may still yet have a chance. Before it finds you. What are you talking about? There's something... Something in here with us. What do you mean, something? Like a dog or an animal? I... I don't know. I've... I've never actually seen it. You've never actually seen it? How can you know there's something in here if Because you... I know. It follows you. As it follows me. There may be more than one of them. That would explain how it got to the others. Stop. Just... Stop. What others? You've already seen them. The scarecrows. It... It did something to them. Wait. Are you saying that the scarecrows are... Were... People? That's crazy. Did you... Pass them? On the way to the maze? What? Uh, no. I mean... I don't remember going by them, but I was... Do you remember them? On the way in? How many of them did you see? Four. Uh, no, five. One was holding a wallet. A wallet? Yeah. It belongs to a Mr. John Horowitz. No! No! You idiot! What have you done? What? What did I do? You've killed me! Run! Run and don't stop until you leave this place. Whatever you do, don't give them your name. Don't give them your- John! Mr. Corn Maze Guy? Hello? From. What is that sound? Is that... Is that a grave? What the hell? You okay? What in the hell is going on here? What is that? Calm down. Are you insane? What happened to your neck? They look like... talon marks. Oh, this? It's nothing. Never did I get along with the birds too well. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Nothing. At least... not anymore. No. You stay away from me. Doesn't matter. They'll be waiting for you. What are you doing? Oh, <laughs> 
Okay, got back. Hey, what's the matter? We need to go. Okay, but we need to go now. All right. What's going on? There was something in there. I don't know what, but there was this other guy, and he—I don't know what happened to him, but first he was all crazy and scared, and then he wasn't, and it was. And then there was this pit and these voices and it's oh it's okay it's okay come here i don't know what any of that was but it's gone now all right behind us okay yeah okay okay i'm going to have nightmares about that place and when you do i'll be right there beside you <sighs> Wait, does that mean... Yep. But what about all that stuff you said earlier? What stuff? The stuff about not wanting to feel like your whole life was being commented on. I don't want to move in with you if you feel like I'm just going to be a critic all the time. I like your criticism. That's not what I meant. I mean that if you think I'm... Are you okay? What's wrong with your neck? My neck? Oh. Must have scuffed up against some corn stalks in there. But are you okay? You look like you've- I'm fine. Just... fine. When's the next town coming up? We're low on gas, aren't we? Nah, we're fine. We can keep driving for a long, long time. Just the two of us. Seven eons ago, a whisper came to live in the lands of men. It drifted about, but nowhere could it find purchase. That is, until a man who bore it on his lips died in a church, the whisper then growing in its vaulted ceilings. The people of that town became calm, obedient, fashioning places where the whisper could echo longer than the lives of men. Larger, deeper, they built. They dug holes, shafts, mines, and caverns beneath the church to keep the echo going. Perhaps it would have endured indefinitely had not a storm muffled the town in banks of ice and snow, the likes of which few have ever seen, or would ever see again. The cold stole more than their voices, and before long the town was empty, the whisper bereft of hosts. That is, until a traveling corn farmer passed through. Lost on a trip, he wandered into the church and carried the faintest traces of the hush back with him to where the rustle of stalks and the cry of crows gave the whisper a home unlike any other, one it was determined to never lose again. There was a time, of course, where they did not seek such things. A time long since past. This is with all this interference. Come on, you damn thing. Ah, here we go. <clears throat> uh, this is Miles Caspian reporting for Check In 13. Do you read me? Over. Ugh. I know you're not going to answer, Dunkland. You'd rather just wash your hands in my whole expedition. But so long as I keep calling you, you'll know it hasn't failed, and you'll have to mark my check-ins completed. 
It's pretty quiet out here. I don't know exactly where I am, as I can't see the stars well enough to get my latitude. That and my compass stopped making sense about two hours ago. I'm north somewhere. All the reports pointed to the Arctic Sea, but I think I may have drifted off my original course. Lamar's journal talks about strong currents in the area, but that they were irregular, not following any set pattern. I think that's how we got lost out here. We only know about his voyage because of a miracle of happenstance. Part of his logbook washed up on shore in Iceland. And to think that was almost a century ago. I'm not sure what I'm going to find on my dive, Dunkland. But something is happening. The disappearances, the strange currents. And then there's that bizarre rumor. Some deep-sea fisherman out of Dalva claimed to... That's crazy. Just a product of low pressure air. You can hit with the warm air. Everyone has one of these. Those letters from friends and fellows. Invitations to events we do not actively avoid. We escape them, however, through omission. But the letters pile up. The requests to go and join a party somewhere stack higher and higher. If not in fact, then in mind. The social shame mounts. You do not truly wish to neglect your friends. No one does. But also there is the thread of reservation holding you in place. The question of what will happen. Will you know anyone? Will anyone speak with you? Will it be an utter waste of your evening? It is a strange thing to be beckoned into the home of another. A house can contain many things. Lurking anxieties, secret histories, silent fears. Beware you who enter there, for on the threshold of one's home lies the cusp of its soul. Careful not to wander too far. I can do this. I just have to ignore them, like she said. You shouldn't be here. Don't deserve this. Run away. They hate you. Don't go inside. Stay away from them. Shut up. Why hasn't the medicine kicked in yet? She said it was supposed to help. No, hell not if you go inside. Only yes. Always only yes. Don't go inside. Stop! It's fine. They'll kick in in about an hour. I just have to hold on for an hour. Jude, you made it. Oh, you're soaked. Come in and dry off. Don't trust. He's not what he seems. Monsters. All monsters want to hurt you. Thanks. Where can I put my... Hey, Lisa's asking if you have another wine opener. Uh, yeah. Let me get it for her. You shouldn't be here. You aren't wanted. Not wanted. Wanted too much. Now wanted more than too much. Chief, flee. You don't belong here. Shut up. An hour can't come fast enough. I 
saw that movie too. It... No, I don't think you liked it. Dr. Caring didn't give us a time. I took her class back in college and I... Did you know that for that play, they had to... I used to have the exact same album when I was in... You aren't wanted here. Get out. Leave. Ignore them and go. You don't belong with these people. Shouldn't have come. I was invited. Who invited you? What was there? Where are they? Do they know you? you? See them? Do you know them? Yeah. It was from work. Someone left me an invitation. Why am I defending myself? You aren't real. We are. We have always been here. Always have. Always will be. You ruin everything. I just want my brain to shut off. Then you would die. Much dead. No more thought be dead. Maybe that's what I want. To just end things. What? No comeback? No ominous whispers about the afterlife? If there is one. It's what you want, anyway. Or rather what I want, I guess. You do not wish to die. Do not wish. Do not wish it. Do not die. I'm so tired. Tired? Fatigue? What tires you? This. All of this. You, me, everything. My life is a mess. I'm ugly and worthless and I just can't seem to get anything right. Nothing. One step forward. Two miles backwards. Not true. It is not true. It is untrue. Lies. More lies. From yourself. Really? Can you honestly say that if I took one of these knives and did myself in right now, that anyone would care? No. They wouldn't. Nobody does. I'm just a weight to everyone. An anchor. An anchor. With a long, fraying rope. What about the man? That man at the restaurant. Nice eyes. Nice eyes. You liked his eyes. Warm brown eyes. He would miss you. He will miss you. Fat chance. I don't even remember his name. Or his number. Pocket. Matchbook. Matchbook from the restaurant. In your back pocket. It's all smudged. I can't read anything in there. <sighs> great. Just great. Look at it again. Look again. His name is inside. Shut talk up. Him. You should talk to him. I'm, I'm leaving. This whole party was a stupid idea. Ah, ouch. For the love of... Can somebody please reset the power already? Hello? Hello? Guys? The matches. Use the matches. Matches make light. Light to see. See with the matches. Fine. Stop. Listen. What? Nothing. Where is everyone? Uh, hello? We should leave. Yes. Leave this place. Yeah. For once I agree.
No, 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 no. It was here. It was right here. Perhaps taking a wrong turn. Turn around. Took a wrong turn or mistaken. No. The front door was right here. It wasn't a closet. This is some kind of stupid prank. Hush. Tight! Your match, the match, take another for it. Wait, ever seen that in do you hear that? It was on an underwater excavation exploring previous There's somebody else here. The repeated over and over alongside Which way do you think? From the left, this left, voices from the left. Really, I must Hello? thank you for this evening. Is anyone there? I haven't been out much since Preston died. Hello? Can you hear? Ouch! But Ow! From your collection here. Oh, hey. Yes, this is a bedroom. Is very old. No one. Empty. Nobody here. I think. It's just Though a record. I've never seen cuneiform like this. It's impossible to tell the locality. Not because there are no distinct regional characteristics, but too many of them. They're all coagulated together. See, here is one for fire. These two angular marks are found in other scripts, but never this short and never paired with this symbol here. I've only ever seen that in one other place. It was on an underwater excavation exploring previously unknown burial rites from the time. The symbol gets repeated over and over alongside another. We think it means understanding. Our best guess as to their combined meaning is a word approximating a kind of death knowledge. A cult, perhaps? Hard to say. We know so little of their actual religion around this time. It could be an offshoot or the thing itself. All we know is that just over a century later, this form of worship vanished off the face of the earth. No explanation. No explanation. Nation, nation, fire, death, 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 fire, I did. Where to now? Go where? Where do we go? I don't know. There isn't another door in here. Wait. Trap door. Down, down, quickly.
No way but forward, into the dark. Not to come to you, not to come. Stay away. Sure. I'll just listen to the strange voices in my head. You are not real. Aren't we? We help, do we not? I... I don't know. My therapist told me not to talk to you. We do not like her. She does not understand. Understand what? That we are here to help. Go right. Why should I? Go right. It's a great... I think there's a hallway on the other side. Hang on. I hope it didn't hear that. But all right, you might be real. What are you? My subconscious or something? We do not know. We have no memory before you met the man. The one with the boys. From the restaurant? What's he got to do with you? We do not know. Again. This is all we can remember. We are not inside your head. We are somewhere else. Tied, we think, to your mind. Why or how is beyond us? Well, I suppose it's good to know I'm not actually losing my marbles. Would it be so bad were we a part of you? Perhaps we were at some point, but now we're not. This morning I was schizophrenic. Now I have a bicarmel mind with someone else. Stranger things have happened today. Let's discuss this when we find a way out of this nightmare. Finally. That's a lot of chains. What are those at the end? They are cages. Let's keep looking. Were these portraits here before? We think so. Their smiles. I feel I've seen them before. What is that smell? It's awful. There's bone sticking out of the floor and hair. Oh. Are you alright? I will be. Oh God, what is this place? from earlier. The portraits. They are of the people from earlier. At the party? Another door. I hope it's locked. What are these? It's just a record. They're just stacks and stacks of records. Do they say anything on the cover? Just names. They all just have names. What was that? Close the door. 
Is there another way out? Maybe. Stairs. Why do they have to go down? Hurry. We think it is coming. Great. Now where are the we? The match. What are those on the shelves? Red or something. It's fermented, whatever it is. They don't have any labels. There's just shelves and shelves of them. It must be a cellar. Some of these are old. Those over there? Are those wineskins? Wineskins? People in ancient times couldn't make glass to carry water, so they'd take the skins of animals and stitch them together to make containers. I think they used to use goats for... What are those? What? Uh, there's something floating in the wine bottles. Are those teeth? Ouch! Make it stop. It will hear. I'm trying. The needle's behind a glass case. Silence it. I can't get it open. He said a needle and vinyl captured in time like rhythm, music, and rhyme. It was a fair chance, this tall tale. Who would believe him who'd seen beyond mystery's veil but a man of learning and great asserting set out a searching, a searching. Tablets and tombs did he come, but nowhere did he find this strange creature's home. That is, until he set foot past the threshold, whose denizens with an ominous portents foretold. Of sickly revel and cloistered air, this house grew dark, dark, dark even care of graves long forgot, its corridors shifting, twisting, and fate were not. Who within he did discover his mission's end, a nightmare of horror, fear, and the power to rend one's mind from corporeal form, all sanity loosed, lost, and tossed into a storm. Wonder he might, if not so bound, so tight the body's a simple vinyl, where the resting place was finally where I too now slumber, in a rest that is the last test of a mind. And did you rest in a material press to hold? This sound did I forever go round and around. <laughs> oh, there. Do you think? Put out the light. It will see.
shelves of bottles. So then what now? I don't know if this place is hell. But if it is, it's gonna burn with me. We're getting the hell away from this place. We wonder what that place was. And I hope we never find out. And us. Us. We'll figure out another time. Another time. In the time of the Babylonian Empire, the city of Gekabal was famed for its structures and its muses for their hospitality. They built a great pleasure house for themselves and their patrons and welcomed all to within their midst. More and more joined the riotous throng within the house which expanded larger and larger. Tunnels and passages, corridors and halls, courtyards and atriums. The house grew until the stars themselves marked its limits. But its muses wanted more. Cloistered rooms and secreted foyers, antechambers and forbidden cells. Stone folded back on stone, marble and onyx curling in spirals tighter and tighter until end could no longer be discerned from beginning and all within the house could no longer see nor find that which was without. The house still exists, but is no longer there. Its denizens still carry on in those halls, perpetuating a wild abandon they dare not question. The muses can no longer be distinguished from one another, now only a single body that roams the halls, Keeping to the dark places for fear of daylight. That was a trick of engineering. The suit is strong enough I should be able to make it to target depth. I've got a radio relay set up back on the boat. Truth be told, I'm not sure how well it'll work underwater, but, well, here we are. As of right now, I'm at 60 fathoms. I can no longer see sunlight this far down, and the water is cold. Strong currents I experienced above don't seem to reach down this far. The deeper I go, the more still the sea becomes. Another thing. There are these small particles drifting around me in the dark water. They aren't marine snow or any other animal I can discern. The only analog I can think of is very, very small squid. And they only seem to have one eye instead of two. That and... 
they have an unmistakable feeling about them of being asleep. It's hard to describe. There are hundreds of them down here, and they seem to be increasing in frequency. I touched one earlier, or at least I tried. They must be some kind of jellyfish. Even through the suit, they gave me quite a nasty shock. I still have a strange tingling in my left arm. I'll have to take a look at that back on the boat. I'm 20 minutes out now and should start heading back to the surface in about 10 minutes. I got some first aid and I can... Wait. I see something. What is that? It's coming closer. I think it could be a... Much has been written about that between fathers and sons. The triumphs, the troubles, the horrors bound within that bond of blood. The power it has to bring people together and how that power can tear them apart. But that is not what you shall hear tonight, dear listener. There are other uses for that bond. The hour is early. Two men sit on a boat. A lake like glass stretches around them. The sun hasn't risen, or perhaps it has. The fog is too thick to tell as a clandestine twilight hangs above the men. Between the glassy water and the ominous air, all sound is dead, save the gentle bob of a lure floating warily on the water's surface and its line as it is slowly reeled in. Been three days. Quiet. People are saying it because of Martha. She heard him get up in the middle of the night. But, but then. Quiet. I don't buy it. I know they were in a rough patch, but for the man to just disappear. I said quiet, damn it. Can't catch anything if you keep yammering. Catch what? There's nothing out here. Why are you so irritated all the time now? Haven't been sleeping well. If it's the mattress I got for you and Mom... The mattress is fine. It's just... It's fine. And I dropped the subject. You can't tell me you're not at all curious about Garrett. Garrett ran off. Man was never quite right in the skull. It don't surprise me none. Where did he run to? James and all those folks he deputized been combing the woods day and night. Nothing. Not so much as a footprint. What about that little diary he keeps? Maybe he took it with him. In the middle of the night? In his pajamas? All his books are still at the house, Martha said. So are all his clothes. He got drunk, is all. They'll find him asleep in somebody's cellar today or tomorrow, I'll bet. What? I think... Spit it out, son. I went up to the Gravebone house. Why don't you do that for? Crow Adams will as good as shoot you as anybody. Quincy got out a couple nights ago, and you know how Mom is. Quincy? The damn cat. She ran all the way up to the Gravebone house. Why is she running all the way up there? That's almost a good four miles from our place. That's what I thought when Crow Adams called. And I didn't even know that old stiff even had a telephone. It was acting jumpy. Paranoid, even. The mayor stared down the lynch mob when he tried to take his neighbor a couple of decades back. That got him riled. 
got real quiet and then began talking. It all just seemed to spill out of him. Said that he had been sitting on his porch a couple nights back. I was sitting out on my porch a couple of nights back when I see this light out on the water. It was around the bend in the lake in the cove away from town. I thought it was some of those university kids mucking around late at night. I, I was about to call James when I realized there was something odd about it. Its shape was funny. And the color, I ain't never seen no light that looked like that. It couldn't be a fire. There weren't no flickering to it. I mean, it must have been electric, but that didn't seem to fit with what I saw neither. I couldn't find my binoculars, so I dug out my old hunting scope. The thing was cracked, and I couldn't get it to focus out that far, but as I was trying to get a better look at the thing, something on the shore caught my attention. Somebody was wading out into the water. They had their back to the shore, and I couldn't see their face, but they only made it a short ways before the light disappeared. I sat staring out at the water a long time, feeling something wrong deep in my gut. But nothing else happened. Not that night anyway. But the next, the same thing again. That strange light poked up in the cove and again, somebody wading out into the lake. This time, out past the shallows before the light disappeared. The third night, I found my binoculars and waited. It was on Sunday and there weren't no moon out. I watched that inky blackness, waiting for a sign. Nothing. I must have fallen asleep. I, your cat was what woke me up. Must have been around uh, three in the morning, this howling coming from under the porch steps. I get up and go check when there it is. Real bright this time. All the trees on the bank get these deep like shadows and the water's glowing like stars, but it ain't natural. My skin's crawling as I search for the fella who I know is out there. I spot him swimming real slow towards the light. He gets within a couple of yards and then something happens. I can't get a good look from my angle, but his whole person suddenly changes. One moment he's all calm and whatnot, the next he starts thrashing in the water real panic-like and then starts swimming away just as quick as he can. Then the light goes out. I keep watching, my eyes glued to that spot on the lake for what felt like an eternity. I don't see nothing, but I hear something. A kind of splash sound, like somebody heaved a great big rock into the lake. I stayed up all night and the next, saw nothing, and slept even less. Don't know if I'll ever sleep right again. And you think that feller he was talking about was Garrett? Would explain why they haven't found him. If you believe what Adam says. Why wouldn't you? Beside the fact it sounds an awful lot like a bunch of crazy, a glowing light, a man wading off into the lake, 
That, combined with the man's wild habits, it don't surprise me none he thinks he saw something strange. Wild habits? Ask to see his mushroom garden sometime. And if he did see something? Explain to me what it was. Let's start there. Swamp gas. Will-o'-the-wisp kind of thing. It's a lake, not a marsh. They don't get that kind of thing. What if we did? Why do you want this to be true? Because something about this whole business is just wrong. You felt it too. Ever since Carl found that strange eye on the beach a couple weeks? Don't talk about it. That... whatever it is. It's a natural. So you agree? Alright. Fine. Something has changed around here since Carl brought that thing back. I'm glad he burned it. I'm not so sure he did. He still denies it. Says he doesn't know how it wound up in the fire pit. Well, he did. And Adams didn't see a thing. Fine. Finally. What is that? Looks like... Book? Let me see. The ink spread through. It's it's illegible. Wait. Last couple pages are stuck together. If I can get them apart, aha. It's a diary. It's Garrett's. So he was out here. What did it say? Martha and I had another fight about Joseph. The dishwasher is broken again. Sometimes I sit in his old room and here's one from just before a week ago. Martha was the one who told me about it. Martha Jessica was the one who told, told me about her. it. Jessica had seen it and told her. At first, I thought she was joking. My mind couldn't grasp the possibility that it had come back to us. As much as they wanted to believe in it before, I wanted to believe it couldn't return. Carl called a short while after, invited me over to see. I hoped I was wrong as I drove to his house. His boathouse was always made me nervous, but I couldn't take my eyes off the water as I climbed aboard. My imagination was running wild. Carl asked me if I was okay, and I said I was fine. I asked to see the thing. If I was wrong, I could relax. It would be all for nothing. I wasn't wrong. He kept it in a bag. In a bag? I, I felt a terrible coldness come over me at seeing it again. That white orb, all those irises staring back at me. I knew the thing wasn't alive. Or do I? I can't be sure. We never could be after what we did years ago. Carl treated it like a toy, tossing it from hand to hand. I wanted to scream at him, but I was frozen. I must have been as white as a sheet of ice. On the way home, I gripped the wheel as hard as I could to keep my hands from trembling. It had come back. I didn't know how, and I didn't know why, but seeing one of those things again, I was certain. I called the others. We all agreed we had to destroy it. How we'd do it didn't matter. Carl was hosting a get-together that weekend. A perfect opportunity to steal the thing and be rid of it. None of us were sure it would work, but we had to try. Saturday came. Carl had a cookout and a bonfire. One of us snuck in and took the bag while I got him drunk. Someone let him back inside. 
The party died down and soon it was just two of us around the dying fire. We threw it in. I'll never forget the screeching. It must have been in our heads because no one came out of the house at the sound. It lasted right until the thing was nothing but ash. That night was when the dream started. I was walking in a field. In the middle stood a white headstone. It looked old, impossibly old. I knew I had to reach it, but whenever I got closer, I would wake up. I don't sleepwalk. Or I didn't. But when I come out of these dreams, I'm not in my bed. The first night I awoke from them, I was just sitting on the foot of the bed. But then the next, I was at the front door. And the night after, I was down the road. I'm afraid to sleep. Each night, I awake somewhere else, closer and closer to the lake. What Doyle and I did that night has undone something in me. I I can feel the corners of myself unraveling, something else taking hold of the center. I don't fear dying, but this feels like something else, like I'm stepping towards a terrible threshold, one to a place or thing I can't understand that grows in its vastness to a point where thinking about it makes my head hurt, as if something were trying to get out. It was you. You and Garrett burned it. There are some things best left alone, son. What happened to Garrett? This is his. He was out here. Adams was telling the truth. The less you know, the safer you'll be. You've been having the same dreams, haven't you? Whatever was happening to Garrett, it's happening to you. People stick their nose into places they shouldn't. Always have. Most times, that earns you a slap on the wrist or a nasty snake bite. The original settlers of this town know something much worse. They thought there was gold up in these mountains. The nearby native chieftains had told them about it, but they had also said something else, that it wasn't worth it. For there are some things in this world not worth any amount of riches. We ignored their advice. They found their gold, but cold descended upon them with vengeance, and with the sleet and snow came a creature. It tormented them, showed them things men were never meant to see. They treated us as their god. For generations, they offered up their own to appease it. The responsibility was handed down from city council to city council until our fathers found another way. They banished the creature, and along with it, the oaths their forebears had made to it. I thought it was gone. I know you did. Your dreams, perhaps. After all, this is just a dream. The hell? Where am I? The lake? I'm out on the lake. The light. It... Oh God, no! No! We banished you. We destroyed you. No! No! 
Beyond six hills lie seven peaks. Amongst them is a valley and a lake, both teeming with life. But the granite of those mountains is older than many know, older than any can guess. A friend of mine has lived there for some time. Some say she looks like a serpent, others say a wraith. The natives of the land, however, simply point to the tallest peak when they speak of her, not trusting themselves to give her a name or form. For a time, her home has been plagued by pests. Through a trick, they made her slumber, a deep sleep they thought would last an eternity. Perhaps it would have, if I had not paid her a house call. I was concerned for her health and reminded her she ought to rid herself of those pests. I'm glad she took my advice. And so we come to the end of our tales for this evening. I always enjoy a good family story. I hope you will... Excuse me. I believe I have a... guest. One moment. Dunkland! Damn it! Come in, Dunkland! Should still be able to reach the ship. Signal's gotta be there. It has to be. I don't know how I'm gonna get back up. I don't even know how far down that thing pulled me. That thing. Whatever it was. So long. Writhing in the dark. I thought it was an eel until it kept getting closer and closer. Must have been as thick as a bus and covered in those sacks. I don't even think it knew I was here. My respirator got caught on it as it passed and then... And then we went down. 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 So far down. We descended past fish. Past plankton. Past dead whales. Creatures. I've never seen. And never want to see again. And we kept going. Down into the dark. The dark. So very dark. Ah! Snap out of it, Miles. Focus. Focus. You can figure a way out of this. Just have to... Just have to think. Oh, my suit. It's in a bad way. Holding for now, but... I have to be careful when moving. Creaks and groans under the pressure this far down. My gauge broke during the descent. I have no idea what depth it is. Bulbs on my lamps also blew can't see anything. Oh, I should have some flares in my... Yes! Yes! Oh, God! What is this place? Is this... stone? These blocks? They're enormous. These carvings. What are they? Who made all this? I did. Ah! Who's there? What the hell was that? Someone else is down here. Wait. Who is that? Show yourself! Who are you? Come out of the shadows! If you insist. Ah! Get away from me! Ah! Ah! It's coming! Let her go! Let go!
Apologies, dear listeners, for that brief, unexpected interruption. I can assure you it will not happen again. As I was saying, we are, alas, at the end of our program for tonight. While there are many stories to tell, they will have to wait for other evenings. But I hope you have enjoyed the events of tonight as much as I have. From myself and the other dwellers of this sunken necropolis, I bid you farewell, dear listeners. I am the host, and this has been the Distant Silence Radio Hour. Thank you for listening, and good night. Silence Radio Hour was directed by Stephen and Thomas Kausler. The original script was written by Stephen Kausler. Original music and sound editing done by Thomas Kausler. The cast, in order of appearance, Taylor was voiced by Taylor Johnson. Jacob was voiced by Jake Mathis. Horwitz was voiced by Carson Gipman Gip. Jude was voiced by Rachel Polyam. The Whispers were voiced by Derek Alvarez. Dinner Guest 1 was voiced by Thomas Kausler. Dinner Guest 2 was voiced by Gus Sanchez. Additional voices voiced by Lauren Moore. The Professor was voiced by Jason Rosette. Doyle and the Jester were voiced by Quinch. Liam was voiced by Colin Duffy. Crow Adams was voiced by Darren Robert Cabot. Garrett was voiced by Ed Montes. Miles Caspian was voiced by Thomas Kausler. The host was voiced by Stephen Kausler. The show was produced by Stephen Kausler and released through Blank Conversations Theatre Company. <laughs>